0: This is Optimal Relationships Daily, Episode 1676, How to Deal with Toxic Family Members Without Losing Your Mind, Part 2, by Sabrina of the Optimist.com. Hello, everybody, and thanks for joining me as I wrap up a longer post that began yesterday. I'm Greg Audino, your host and narrator. We left off at a pivotal point yesterday, and I'm excited to dive back into this post from Sabrina of The Budding Optimist. Make sure you listen to Part One first if you missed it. But for those who are ready, let's continue along to part two as we optimize your life. How to Deal with Toxic Family Members Without Losing Your Mind, part two, by Sabrina of thebuddingoptimist.com. Escaping from a toxic family, five tips to help you reclaim your inner peace. Number one, learn their tactics. The first step to dealing with toxic family members is to recognize their tactics. Some people have a knack for subtle emotional manipulation, while others use more direct forms of intimidation. If you don't know how they operate, you can't develop a strategy as to how you'll respond. Once you learn their tactics, you'll feel a bit better about yourself, too. You'll realize that their words and actions have little to do with you, and you'll stop taking them so personally. When you know the weapons that these toxic family members have in their arsenal, They can't use them to hurt you anymore. So, instead of feeling upset the next time you interact with them, step back and try to observe them with the eyes of a bystander. Listen to what they say and watch what they do, and then ask yourself the following questions. What are they trying to accomplish? Why are they trying to accomplish this? And how do they expect me to respond? When you understand what they're trying to do and how they want you to react, you have a lot more control over the situation and how you feel about it. Number two, don't engage. Toxic people feed on negative energy and emotions. If you give them the negativity they crave, they'll just keep going. So the best way to stop that toxic cycle is to not engage. I don't mean letting them step all over you like you're an old carpet. You should be assertive and never afraid to stand up for yourself. But you don't have to continue an argument in an effort to get in the last word. You don't have to retaliate by saying or doing something mean to them down the road. And you definitely don't have to rally other family members to support you in a conflict against them. They love it when they know that they can push your buttons and get you all fired up. So don't let them. Number 3. Draw a line in the sand Setting boundaries with family sounds like a harsh thing to do, but it's actually one of the best things we can do to maintain our relationship with a toxic family member. Think of it as saying no so you can say yes. What do I mean by that? Let's say you've decided that your romantic life is no longer up for discussion. Saying no to discussing your romantic life means that perhaps now you can have a civil and even enjoyable conversation about everything else. You're setting rules of engagement that will hopefully allow you to continue a relationship together and with time, mend the cracks. But unfortunately, Sometimes, even the best intentions cannot salvage our relationship with a toxic family member. If someone is too much to handle despite setting the clearest boundaries, it's time to distance yourself from them for at least a short period of time, or until you're more prepared to deal with them. Number 4. Say no to this kind of talk. As tempting as it may be, don't badmouth about a toxic family member to other people. But why? It feels so good to let it out, doesn't it? It's true that toxic people in our family can't put a real dent in our happiness. But engaging in negative talk, such as bad-mouthing, gossiping, and venting about them, can cause further damage to our emotional health. Not to mention, such negative talk can generate more friction amongst family members, and in some cases, lead to ugly interfamily feuds. And if the word gets back to them about what you've said, it'll only make matters worse between the two of you. So, if you don't have anything kind to say about a toxic family member, do yourself a favor and hold your tongue. And number five, remember what you have within you. Toxic family members can take a lot out of you. They can make you feel unworthy, foolish, and small. But remember, no one has the power to make you feel anything less than amazing if you don't let them. Love, kindness, approval, No one should hold these things over your head as if they are goods to be exchanged. If a toxic family member uses them to get what they want from you, walk away from the bargaining table. You don't need their approval. You don't need their kindness. And you don't need their love. You have all of that within yourself. You just have to remember what's already there. Plus, as I've learned from my own experience, if you hold on to your integrity and be good to others, people will line up to cheer you on and shower you in their love and generosity. Remember what you have within you, and don't let anyone convince you that only they can give you what you need. You just listened to part two of the post titled, How to Deal with Toxic Family Members Without Losing Your Mind, by Sabrina of theBuddingOptimist.com. and thanks a lot to her for sharing. Definitely a lot of information and ideology in both parts of this article, which we appreciate. That first bullet point today got me thinking. Learn their tactics. So, she listed some questions along with that one. Questions like, what are they trying to accomplish? And why are they trying to accomplish this? Questions that, of course, are tailored to get us thinking about their intentions, We might flip these questions onto ourselves, too, when we consider our place in such relationships. What are we trying to accomplish, and why? What do we want from these family members? How is our history with them preventing us from treating them the same way we would treat a stranger exhibiting the same behavior? Do the children in us still need something from them that we once valued and stopped receiving, or perhaps never received at all? Doing this type of work Helps us to sort out our own needs and motivations, which will be met more easily if we understand them, rather than or in addition to eradicating people from our lives who don't make them easier. Of course, it's not a bad choice to separate ourselves from certain people, but doing so often invites a lot of important self reflection that can be easy to pass up on. Okay, and that will bring us to the end, everybody. Part two in the books. I hope you took something from this post and that you can see how it might be applied to other poor relationships you have in your uh, life outside of just your family. Have a great rest of your day, and I will see you again tomorrow for another article. That's where your optimal life awaits.